Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Did you remind the world yeah. what you said to me a few weeks ago that that Tim Tebow was better in the fourth quarter than Tom Brady? Did you remind that? Did you not say that? The world that you thought he was better than Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I take him in a one-game scenario. I would. Get your popcorn ready. Hey, what's up, everybody? What a weekend it was. Hope everybody out there is doing quite swell. I'm broadcasting here at 5:30 a.m. on Monday morning, bringing you guys your early fantasy content. What's up? I'm Tom June. I'm the host of the Fantasy First Podcast, baby. What's going on? Hope everybody is doing just great. What a fantasy regular season finale it was in the NFL this week. That's right, folks. Week 13. You've exhausted all your chances to try to get into the postseason. Just like the NFL, you know, you can't, you know, you can't screw up too early. You only have a limited amount of opportunities to make the postseason. And everything that you've worked so hard for, studying in the offseason, talking with your friends, uh, buying numerous magazines, looking up countless cheat sheets online have all led up to this moment. The playoffs, baby. What's up? We're jumping into the show today here on Fantasy First. couple topics for you. The AFC South goes bonkers. We'll be talking Marcus Mariota, Blake Bortles, and a couple of the crew. Uh... Big Ben, the ultimate quarterback, won when healthy. Also, we'll talk about the Battle of New Jersey. I should be saying New Jersey, obviously, as MetLife Stadium is in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Um, and we'll talk about some of the Giants and Jets performers. That was a highlight marquee game. Also, New England losing its luster? No Gronkowski, no Edelman, just a bunch of average players out there, and we're seeing this New England team not function like it used to. We'll also talk some studs and duds, and we'll get you guys ready for the fantasy football playoffs. So, without further ado, let's jump right in here. What a day for two young quarterbacks in the AFC South. Blake Bortles, Marcus Mariota. Playing in a game in which we all saw Thursday night, nobody was impressed. Matter of fact, a lot of people started, you know, Blake Bortles, Allen Robinson, Marcus Mariota, uh, you know, names like this, you know, the tight end, Delaney Walker, even to an extent, a Doriel Green Beckham. And on Thursday night football, much to everybody's surprise, the game was a giant stinker, really. I mean, there wasn't really much. To be had there was a fantasy wasteland. Well, that was the complete opposite Sunday afternoon as the Titans hosted the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, well, what an exciting game. First, let's talk about the quarterback play. Because these are both two young quarterbacks that I expect a lot of you are going to start drafting in, in future drafts in the middle rounds because... A, these guys play in terrible divisions, so fantasy busters like this can kind of just happen anywhere. Nobody knows how to play defense in the AFC South. I think that precedent has been established for the last, like, four years. You know, anytime you see DeAndre Hopkins on the schedule versus Tennessee at Houston, or I'm sorry, at Indianapolis, you know, you're thinking, whoa, you know, great game on tap here. You know, I'm going to get, like, 20-plus points. Well... 
We had an AFC South game like that. We're going to start with the quarterback play. Because, again, these are going to be the guys that you are going to draft, you know, decently high next year. You know, Marcus Mariota is not going to go undrafted next year. Blake Bortles will not be a eighth-round pick next year. Blake Bortles, chucking the rock 24 times, 36 times, completed 24 of those for 322 yards and five touchdowns. Wait for it. No interceptions. Blake Bortles. Having himself a day when he most definitely needed to. Obviously, no Alan Hearns, too. Let that be said. Alan Robinson, just a target sponge. 10 catches on 15 targets, 153 yards, and three touchdowns. Three freaking touchdowns for Alan Robinson. Is there anything more to be said about this kid? You know, people talked and they they compared him to a young, early Brandon Marshall. Early in his career, he got those comparisons. You knew that there was something special here going into the offseason. That's why we all use the sixth or seventh round pick on this kid. Because he's he plays big. And he provides Bortles with a much needed target. One thing I love about Allen Robinson is he's got the stature at 6'3", 6'4", but he can stretch the field. This guy's not slow by any means. This guy makes big plays. And these big plays is what helps the fantasy value of Blake Bortles. Because when I look at Blake Bortles, I see a guy with all the physical tools. You know, obviously coming out of the draft, a lot of people, you know, compared this guy to Ben Roethlisberger with his ability to play backyard football, shrug guys off of him, keep the play alive. One thing I've noticed about Blake Bortles is he uses his legs. Now, he didn't do much this week, two carries for negative one rushing yards, but on occasion you will see Blake Bortles make big plays with his feet, and that just provides him with added value. Um, So Blake Bortles definitely is a guy that you are going to want to consider using down the stretch uh, TJ Yeldon's been getting it in. That's definitely no question. He only rushed for 57 yards this week. Tennessee's got a sneaky good run, D. I mean, you know, this team defensively was a joke last year, just in all facets, but they've bolstered up pretty well here. So, um, Blake Bortles, just, you know, if this run game can continue to not find any success from a fantasy perspective, it's just going to be bombs away with this dude. So, I'm a fan of Blake Bortles. Uh, I think he's got great arm strength. Uh, he's showing that he can be accurate. Um, you know, these are all traits about Blake Bortles that I tremendously value. You know, every time I watch this kid, it's just a constant reminder that, you know what? Jacksonville made the right choice by selecting this guy three overall. So, Blake Bortles is definitely a guy that you want to consider using down the stretch for the stretch run here. Uh, you talk about, I think, the the Jaguars play. Let me look that up real quick. I'm curious what the Jaguars schedule is the rest of the way. Um, okay, so, next week for your fantasy You've got, for your fantasy playoffs, you've got the Colts, week one of the fantasy schedule, at home. You've got the Falcons at home next week. And then you're traveling to the Met- or to the Mercedes Superdome to play the defenseless Saints, who we just watched Cam Newton rip through them. So, I think when you look at the schedule here, 
on paper, and again, on paper, anything can happen in the NFL. Always remember that, folks. On paper, it looks pretty solid for Blake Bortles to finish the rest of the way as a quarterback one. In most of my leagues, I'm not hesitating to, to, to put this guy in. We just saw what Ben Roethlisberger did last night. We'll get into him in a little bit. Uh, but teams are consistently shredding the Colts, even with Vontae Davis out there. And frankly, I expect Andrew Luck back pretty soon. Eventually, this Colts team is going to lose stranglehold of this division. They're going to need Andrew Luck to come out, play. Because uh, while Matt Hasselbeck was 4-0 before tonight, he looked really bad yesterday. Call that a product of not playing in the Lucas Oil Stadium, in Pittsburgh, whatever you want to call it. Matt Hasselbeck did not look good. So when I look at these this schedule for the Colts, the, seeing the Colts, the Falcons, and the Saints on the schedule, I'm a huge fan of Blake Bortles going down the stretch. His wide receiver, Allen Robinson, again, we talked about a 10 catches for 153 yards and three touchdowns. If you've got him in Dynasty, congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. Here's a medal. Here's a key to the city. You just won. That's winning. Allen Robinson continues to show the NFL why why I have no idea why he was a third-round pick. This guy is first-round talent, and he's showing the entire NFL just that. You know, <clears throat> when I think of Allen Robinson, I don't know. I... You know, people don't talk about him in that upper echelon of those 2014 receivers. Well, he needs to start being considered there. Just because strictly, you know, they talk about consistency being the hallmark of professionalism. What has Allen Robinson done that has been the opposite of consistent? I think he's been really consistent all season. And, excuse me, you know, that's... Allen Robinson is going to be a solid second, third-round pick next year in fantasy football formats. Let's look at the Tennessee Titans. Marcus Mariota, 20 for 29, 268, three touchdowns and an interception. Also, we finally got what we've been waiting Marcus Mariota to do, and that's run the freaking football, and he did just that. Nine carries, 112 yards, and a touchdown. Four total touchdowns for Mariota. Um, you know what? Doriel Green Beckham leading the way in receiving five catches, 119 yards, and a touchdown. His tight end, eight catches, 92 yards, and a touch. Craig Stevens with another touchdown, two catches, 11 yards. Kendall Wright slowly being phased out, really not seeing him do much. Let's go back to Mariota. Again, another one of these young quarterbacks that, you know, with tremendous accuracy, great poise. Uh, you know, Mariota throws the ball with such touch. Again, for a guy who most college experts pegged, you know, in April, May, that time of the year where, oh, this guy's not going to be successful if he doesn't integrate his legs into a consistent, you know, role for his game plans. They were wrong. I mean, Marcus Mariota has really done most of his damage this year passing the football. Um but so it was nice to see him do something his legs with his legs, especially from a fantasy perspective. You know, you gotta love that. Mariota brings a lot to the table with his skill set. I mean, let's not forget this dude also has a keen mind, good football IQ when it comes to playing in the position. I expect him to develop into a top ten, top eight quarterback as his career progresses, especially with Brady Manning on his way out, Breeze thirty seven. 
Eventually, you know, that 2004 class with Roethlisberger and Manning and Rivers will eventually starve out, die out, retire. Uh, you know, I like Mariota as one of the future guys of the NFL when he hits his prime. So, <clears throat> this a- these AFC South matchups... Maybe you'll get a sneaky one like we did this third a couple Thursdays ago when they played on Thursday night where you get nothing. But these AFC South matchups are beginning to look like fantasy gold. Um, if these teams can continue to draft well over the next couple drafts, I'm going to highly recommend that you take some of these guys in fantasy, whether you're talking Bortles, Robinson, Mariota, eventually Doriel Green-Beckham, obviously Andrew Luck. you got DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe they get a quarterback in this year's draft. So the AFC South is, well, silently, quietly becoming a fantasy uh, goldmine, um, especially with the players and, more importantly, the matchups that you get throughout this season. So, <clears throat> Big Ben, the ultimate quarterback one, I believe he is, especially when you talk about the type of talent that this dude is around him. We established this in an earlier podcast, people. There is no better receiving tandem in the NFL right now than Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant. ABMB, baby. That's what it's all about, and that's what it will continue to be all about. I don't think I've ever seen a field stretcher like Martavis Bryant in a long time. A guy with that that kind of size, with that speed, literally reminds me of Randy Moss, just without obviously all the you know all, all the Moss moments of just jumping up there and mossing you. I mean, Martavis can do that, but he's not Randy Moss at that aspect. Where he reminds me of Randy Moss is his ability to just flat out beat you down the field with his size. So you combine that with Antonio Brown, D'Angelo Williams. Again, we talked about it. Where's the time machine he's hiding in his pocket? Looking like he's 26 years old out there, bringing the clocks back to 2008 when he just was, I believe, the RB1. Uh, but going back to Big Ben Roethlisberger, it just at this point it doesn't seem what the ma- it doesn't matter what the matchup is. You can be playing in Seattle, you could be playing the Colts, you could be playing the Bengals, which they have next week. It just seems that Ben Roethlisberger continues to rake up the fantasy points, and you know he's still in his prime. I mean, he's age 33 years old, so. Do I think he can play at this level for another three, four years if he can stay healthy? Absolutely. But that's the key with Roethlisberger. It's always been about his health. So, Ben Roethlisberger just continuing to just destroy, man. Absolutely destroy. And obviously, again, we talked about it's a product of just the weapons around him. Ben Roethlisberger never had the gaudy stats early in his career when Santonio Holmes and Heinz Ward and I like Heinz Ward just he was never dynamic he was a solid possession receiver you never you didn't have these guys that could just consistently get open at will wherever they want on the field you know Antonio Brown it doesn't even matter where he is on the field he will find a way to get open so Ben Roethlisberger went 24 39 364 yards and four touchdowns. Two went to Antonio Brown. One went to Mark Tavis Bryant. And the other one went to Marcus Wheaton. So, all of his receivers really getting the love there. And let's face it, Ben Roethlisberger has a 
laundry list of receivers. I mean, if you find a way to stop Antonio Brown and Marcus Wheaton, or I'm sorry, Martavis Bryant, he can employ Marcus Wheaton. Hell, Jesse James was getting it in early on in the game. You've got D'Angelo Williams, who you can dump the ball off to, and he can make plays. You've got a plethora of talent around Ben Roethlisberger, and frankly, it's really showing up. This team, well, a team built on defense for basically its entire storied franchise, and while their defense has improved, no, no denying that, this is an offensive team now led by Ben Roethlisberger, and you know what? Keep keep trolling him out there. Obviously, that goes without saying at this point with the amount of points that he puts up, but Ben Roethlisberger is entering a stratosphere now where it's almost assumed that you're getting 25-plus points on a weekly basis. You can go ahead and lock that in and take it to the bank, baby. So when I look at Ben Roethlisberger, I'm just I'm overly joyed as a Ben Roethlisberger fantasy owner because he just gets it done, man. And there's really nothing else that really needs to be said. I mean, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he will continue to put up fantasy points. Now, I am a little worried about this Cincinnati Bengals matchup. You are going to Cincy. But last year when they played Cincy, Ben Roethlisberger still had a solid game. I can't remember off the top of my head. I just know that his fantasy performance was not a dud. So please, Big Ben, please just stay healthy for us. I mean, that's really at this point all we're hoping for um, because we know what you can do when you're in the lineup. So, The Battle of New York, or should I say New Jersey, really, and that kills me as a Giants fan. And, well, this loss kills me as a Giants fan. New York Giants once again lose. This time to the Crosstown New York Jets of the score 23-20. And before we get into the fantasy impact and, you know, everything that happened, can I just say that why in the hell do you not take that field goal? I mean, look, I understand that Tom Coughlin basically wanted to step on the throats of the Jets, but it was only a one-possession game. Or at least up till that point it wasn't, but it, you knew it had the potential to be. Brandon Marshall was killing it most of the game. You had Chris Ivory doing a lot. I just, you know what? It was like, it was one of those situations where it's like, you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm watching it and I'm going, I, I turn to my buddy and I say, you know what? This is going to cost the New York football giants the game. And if it wasn't for that touchdown where Hakeem Nix almost scored, where he was inches from the goal line, they had to obviously settle for three there. If they punch that in, the Giants can win. But really, the culprit was, once again, the Giants let it go early, late in the fourth quarter, let the game go to OT, and then the Jets ultimately ended up winning it. Uh, you know, you just can't do that in the NFL. Um, and it's a shame, and the Giants team has really suffered this year due to just bad decisions, really, by Tom Coughlin. You, you know, you usually don't see it, but... Just really bad decisions by Tom Coughlin costing this game team some games. So, Ryan Fitzpatrick continues to be a solid. Just you picked him up off of waivers, and I'm getting low-end quarterback one numbers. 390 yards passing. 390 yards passing. You, you literally want to talk about almost 16 points from just passing the rock. Then you factor into the equation. He rushed for 22 yards. That's 2.2 points. 
So you're already at 18 points. Then you factor in his two touchdowns. So you essentially get almost 30 points from a dude you picked up off waivers. This is what we talk about when we say there's so much value at the quarterback position in fantasy football. Ryan Fitzpatrick again, mind you. Now, again, he's obviously he's got solid weapons. Marshall and Decker are no scrubs. That's why I give that new GM of the Jets a lot of credit for a team that had absolutely nobody last year. The way he turned this roster around, put talent, trading a fifth-round pick for Granite Marshall is what you call grand larceny. Dude flat out had a ski mask on. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. This New York-New Jersey battle, Bilal Powell killing it in the passing game. Eight catches for 91 yards and a touchdown. Get him back in your PPR lineups. Uh, But the star of the show, Brandon Marshall, just, dude, still killing it at 30 years old. 12 catches on 13 targets. Super duper efficient. 131 yards and a touchdown. Continue to roll Brandon Marshall out there at this point. The guy is a stud. Uh, no one questioned his talent. Again, we questioned that bum ankle last year. We questioned that at age. Dude's clearly still doing it, though, and there's no reason why he shouldn't be in your fantasy lineups. Chris Ivory, again, not the performances that we're used to. He did average 4.7 yards of carry against a pretty bad Giants defense, mind you. Uh, but again, 10 carries, 47 yards, also added a couple catches, five catches for 22. That Those five catches really kind of saved his fantasy day in PPR. Again, folks, all we do, all we talk about is PPR. Get with the times. Uh, so Chris Iver really losing that early season luster that he had, not the RB1 that we all thought <clears throat> he was going to be. Excuse me again, my throat early in the morning, it's like so much phlegm. We go ahead and we look at the other team, New York Football Giants. Eli Manning not having the greatest day, 18 for 34, 297, and a touchdown and an interception. Obviously, the one touchdown coming on Odell. Another super sweet play by Odell Beckham Jr. Six catches, 149 yards, and a touchdown. What can Odell do for you? Is seriously and simply the question that I'm asking here. Uh, he might be the best receiver in football, and D-Hop is cooled down, but D-Hop is D-Hop. Obviously, you have Sammy Watkins, who at a second's notice can just turn on the heat. Obviously, you've got established studs and, um, you know, Calvin, D, uh, Demarius, Dez, Julio, A.J. Green. But, man, I tell you, it's just there's no one else to make plays. I mean, every every week, you know who's getting the football in the New York Giants, and he still beats you. Um, Odell Beckham almost making a six touch a sick touchdown grab, which would have been amazing for the Giants, but unfortunately he dropped it. Oh, that's what happens when two guys are draped on you like a blanket, son. Eventually it doesn't work out. Let's talk about Eli Manning for a second, though, because if it wasn't for one big Odell play... You're thinking, uh-oh, another dud by quarterback Eli Manning. And let's face it, there's really nobody else. Dwayne Harris is a great specials teamer, and I'm glad that's why they brought him in here. But come on, seriously? He's your number two wide receiver. Your running back's name is Orleans Darkwa. Hell, Andre Williams played. And you guys all know how high I was on Andre Williams simply for the fact that Rashad Jennings is walking glass, but... They've preserved him this year, so that really hasn't been an issue for Rashad Jennings. Here you have a running back situation where they're literally using four guys. So, I mean, here's the here's the carry laydown. 
Eight carries for Arlene's Dark with 23 yards. Six carries for Andre Williams, 22 yards. Five carries for Rashad Jennings, 14 yards. And four carries for Shane Vereen, 13 yards. So just so much of an even split to where you can't even seriously think about using one of these guys. And I don't recommend using any of these guys as as, as the season progresses. Also, step up, somebody. I mean, it's Will Ty, three catches for 70 yards. Ruben Randall, two for 22. I mean, Hakeem Nix, one catch for seven yards. It's just, it's Odell Beckham, it's Eli Manning, and then that's it. We watched Eric Flowers go down. Jeff Schwartz is out for the season. The team still has no Will Beatty. This offensive line is being held together by paper mache. So... I feel for the New York Giants. Good win for the Jets. Giants, again, we could have won it. You take a field goal, you score when you're inches away, and you win. But uh, the New York Giants seem allergic to winning, so that's, that's, that's pretty much that. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the New England Patriots taking yet again another, well, should I say another, just a really head-scratching loss. Losing to the Eagles, giving up two special teams touchdowns, Yeesh, Tom Brady, all he wants for Christmas is Rob Gronkowski and Julian Edelman. That's basically it, folks. You know, we all hail Tom Brady as this all-generational defining talent, this wonderful Cinderella story when you factor in the fact that he was a six-round pick. Um, The man's won four Super Bowls consistently in conference championship games. But we didn't really see it last week, or should I say yesterday. Philadelphia squeaked one out 35-28. Tom Brady also throwing a pick six. But on the fantasy sheets, doing it again, 312 yards on 56 attempts. Three touchdowns, two picks. Your leading receiver was the running back, James White. Ten catches for 115 yards and a touchdown. This is Here you have a team that seriously misses Julian Edelman, seriously misses Rob Gronkowski. What these guys do is, well, obviously we know Gronk. He draws so much attention because they move him around. Then when you've got a guy who can just beat you with quickness like an Edelman when he plays those slot corners, those number two corners, because all the attention is on Gronkowski. Uh, You know, that obviously brings such a boost to Tom Brady's fantasy value, not to mention this New England Patriots football team. But you never expect Tom Brady to go out there, especially at home, and just drop one the way he did uh, but it, it happens. Uh, the offensive line is still in flux when you have that many injuries. Nate Solder, Cameron Fleming, uh, I believe the first-round pick, Trey Jackson, was out. Uh, again, so you just your, your entire offense is in shambles just strictly due to injury. Um, you know, there's not, not much you can do. So Tom Brady, from a fantasy perspective, you got to be thrilled with what he went out there and did for you with no names, with guys like Brandon LaFell, James White, Keyshawn Martin. I mean, stop me if you've heard one of these guys before. Still throws three touchdowns, still throws 300 yards. So 
You know, yeah, you get the two interceptions, so that almost offsets one touchdown. So you still get the 312 yards. I mean, he also added 17 rushing yards, so that's almost two points. So that almost negates the interception, or one of the interceptions. So you almost, you'd say you probably got what? Uh, 25 points, 25 yards per, per point passing. So you got 12 points, almost a little, a little more in yards, but you got about 12 points there. Three touchdowns gives you 18. So you again, you talk about a 25 plus point week from Tom Brady. Uh, it, it's legit. It, it's legit. LeGarrette Blunt running into a wall. What else is new? That's what LeGarrette Blunt does. Um, Again, though, this offense runs as Tom Brady runs, and they need Gronk back quickly if they want any hope at a bye because it is slowly slipping away. As for the Eagles, most of their damage came on special teams. Yet Jordan Matthews scored one touchdown, but again, Jordan Matthews is a slot receiver at this point. really needs another receiver to kind of be able to stretch the field and open things up for him. This team is really missing the guys that they let go. The problem is Chip Kelly wanted to build this team in his image, and that is exactly what Chip Kelly did. So, looking around at some weekly leaders in the NFL, again, leading the league in passing this week, and this is yards, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 392 touchdowns, going on, depending on how the schedule looks, might be a guy you might be able to stream the rest of the way. Again, we talked about Big Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Palmer, again, Dark Horse MVP candidate. By the way, check out those videos on YouTube if you haven't. High stakes sports debates. We just talked about our MVPs and our Dark Horse MVP, so you guys will want to take a look at that. Cam Newton is the other guy that I wanted to talk about. Thank you. This guy continues to erupt on the fantasy stat sheet. He got me 50 freaking points in a league. Granted, you know you love seeing that New Orleans on the schedule. Anytime you see at no, it really means yes, start this guy. Yes, they're going to destroy 28 of 41, another five touchdown performance by Cam Newton. Continue to trot him out there unless you've got other serious options. I know for me in that league, it's Cam Newton, Blake Bortles. So I couldn't have gone wrong either way this week, but tough matchup that I got to consider in the future. Um, <clears throat> believe it or not, Matt Schaub is on this list, although all he did was check it down to Javorius Allen, who I'm sure a lot of people are freaking pissed. He was probably the PPR running back play of the week. Dude had 12 catches. I'm looking to see if he's on the leading list for receiving leaders. I'm not seeing him here. Uh, but, I mean, that's to be expected when A-Rob and Odell and Richard Rodgers catches a Hail Mary. Point is, dude, like, seriously, Javorius Allen, wow. I can't even believe I'm looking at Matt Schaub on a top passer, a top passer list for Matt Schaub. Holy freaking crap. Uh, Eli Manning, 297. A lot of that is a product of a big Odell Beckham play. Derek Carr having a solid day. Three interceptions, though. That's not the Derek Carr that you want to see going forward. Rushing leaders, D'Angelo Williams, 26 for 134 yards. Didn't get in the end zone, but with the catches, he's got RB1 written on him for the rest of the year. Lamar Miller, 20 carries, 113 yards. Keep him locked and loaded. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, uh, for what was what has pretty much been a season of ups and downs. He's hurt, he's not, he's in, he's out. 
He's playing like a solid RB1 for you down the stretch. I like Thomas Rawls. Again, 19 carries, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Keep starting him. The story of the week, everybody, David Johnson. 22 carries, 99 yards, also added a touchdown reception. Keep him locked and loaded the rest of the way. And I mean the rest of the way. Uh, Johnson's got a fractured tibia. Uh, Andre Ellington breaks his nose when the when the face when the when the wind's breathing more than four miles an hour. Uh, so when you look at David Johnson, he's really the guy, and I expect him to carry the load for this team and your fantasy team. Jeremy Hill decided to stop being invisible whenever he's not scoring touchdowns. Um, 22 carries, 98 yards and a touchdown. Go you. Same with Doug Martin. 25 carries, 95 yards and a touchdown. Latavius Murray finally entering relevance again. 20 carries, 86 yards and a touchdown. And Matt Forte, 21 carries, 84 yards and a touchdown. That rounds out your rushing leader list. Also, don't forget, Marcus Mariota was on this list. Nine catches, 112 yards, and a touchdown. Receiving leaders, we talked about it. Allen Robinson playing the creator of life for your fantasy team this week. Ten catches, 153 yards, and not one, not two, but three touchdowns. What more is there needs to really be say about Allen Robinson? Odell Beckham making it on one big play, but that's what Odell does. Beat you in a variety of ways. Team knows it's getting the ball, still gets the ball, still scores the ball. That's Odell Beckham. Richard Rodgers, eight catches for 146 yards and a touchdown. Hail Mary. Brandon freaking Marshall, once again lighting up the world. 12 catches, 131 yards and a touchdown. Greg Olson making the tight end position relevant. Nine catches, 129 yards. A.J. Green had himself a solid day. Five catches, 128 yards, and a touchdown. Doriel Green-Beckham, a guy who I'm high on in Dynasty Leagues, should be getting some love. Five catches, 119 yards. Dude still struggles with routes, but right now his size will instantly translate to fantasy production. Antonio Brown and Mark Tavis Bryant, what a surprise, both on the top receiving list. Bryant, four catches, 114 yards, and a touchdown. Antonio Brown, 8 catches, 118 yards. And James White rounds out your list. 10 catches, 115 yards, and 1 touchdown. So, well, guys, this was the show for today. Uh, Once again, up at 5 a.m. for you guys so that you guys have your content for the day. Really happy to be doing this podcast. Brings a lot of joy to my heart. Hope you guys enjoy Also, get ready throughout the week. Go check out the YouTube channel. Again, you can search High Stakes Sports Debates. Uh, Later this week, we'll be talking MLB Free Agency. We'll have another episode of Destination Dynasty up. Uh, Hopefully, we'll talk some more football with Lars Lewis. We'll have all those discussions for you guys to get you through your week. Uh, If you haven't checked out Dynasty Nords or Rebel Media, go ahead and do so. I write for both websites, and I can personally attest that they both have great content for you guys to read. So, this was the Fantasy First Podcast here on the High Stakes Sports Debates Network. I was your host, Tom June. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you here on the podcast next time.